Hello, welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. Recently, I'm working on creating a variety of episodes of the Polytechnicast about exploring user experience design as a mindset that just by looking at what you do to decide how do you navigate forward and what you make the the process and the decisions if you are are including and believe in including human centered design doing some applied research getting out your ideas and trying to um explore them in a way that gives you some uh observa observable mm, data that you gather and you you discover what it's telling you and and that where you you you're you're open to listening and connecting with the humans and see, meet them where they're at and know that likely there's so much to discover and so you're you're you have this uh belief that you're going to learn and you, and a belief that you're going to include those you know the the people that you are serving and also uh the the teams you're working with too i mean because in so many cases uh, user experience design you're serving an organization that's made up of multiple teams the product you create is a collective expression of the sort of uh policies and decision models and habits and skills of all of these teams and how they're they're um combining their efforts what have you and what emerges is a thing that reaches an audience and if you know that product that software that hardware that anything that whether you know physical digital thing that you made what is it like to experience it and so saying that well it's not just that i learned there was a constraint and um I don't know, like a like some data to capture things to transform in the data a process a procedure steps involved and it brought someone from a certain point in the process to a further point in the process process uh, that's not enough that's the whole idea that well functions and features are how we think of uh and see the world of the stuff we make for our audiences and it's more than that it's the effect of the stuff we make like what we use anything we use to put something in the world and how it can be observed perceived interacted with uh experienced over time there's a that's a re, that's a real factor it's something that is learnable and includable in how you create what you create and so a lot of times um well if you see the the world as different kinds of problems to solve and you can decompose those problems into you know elements and steps and uh data and behaviors and you turn that into something based on a platform that you turn some stuff into um you express your ideas and language and all configuration and what have you and you do some tests and turns out it works and I'm saying that's not enough. That's a part of it. It's an important part of it. It's critical to actually make things, 
whether it's software or hardware or both. And then, and, and, I, and I understand, and, and I've been part of this too, where, I mean, my career in software and um, uh, whatnot is, it's over 20 years now. And, and, uh, and I did a good few years there working on uh, physical products too. And, and uh, I really appreciate and understand that we need to engineer through We need to. We need to create a um, behaviors and do those, express those in a way that that helps our teams who need to implement and craft, test um, to to repair those behaviors. Um, well, we need we need to think of things in a, in a way and express them and get it built. That is really important. But then the built and when it intersects with a human experience, that's when all kinds of things uh, can, can unravel. What's the language and the, and the vocabulary and the, um, the ideas we use as we're expressing that vocabulary and in, in things like a mental model of, well, you see a problem a certain way and other people see problems in a different way. If the other people are who is paying to, you know, consume your system, if the other people are constituents in a, um, you know, in citizens that, that you, maybe you're working for a government organization, well, you're here to, you know, enable, assist, serve, and, and essentially bring better into their lives somehow. So is that only implementing capabilities and the data and whatnot? And, and does it in, is there really an effect? Can you, can you actually code stuff differently and have it somehow have a better or different effect on who you're serving? Yeah, absolutely. You can. It's just a different kind of constraint it's human, it's human factors, it's, it's human cognition. And, and it all starts, in my opinion, with an openness to that quirky, harder to quantify thing of, of people and their emotions and what it's like to use the stuff you make. But it's knowable, it's learnable. And being open to that means you're ready to build things that matter more than the things you're currently building when you're not including those, those people. And there's, there's so much as far as like amazing puzzles and problems, hard challenges that, that, that um, uh, creative and thoughtful and, and hardworking use of technology has, has brought about. Like you think about computer vision and it's kind of awesome how, you know, a computer can notice if a person walked into a room on camera or, and maybe that can interact with, so that causes an event which gets, you know, turned into a message which is then sent to an API based on the configuration of a person profile because of the context of the house and the network. It was on all these things. And you're connecting so many things to do something for people. The capabilities are, are, are awesome. But then 
we can run into trouble where parts of the problem are solved when we've focused on the, the technical um, first impressions of the problem. But there are sources of data that we can, we can uncover deeper uh, avenues in the problem, more areas to focus on and solve. And hopefully that can be exciting too because uh, computer vision can have a huge um, inconsistent uh, behavior and experience depending on your skin color. And okay, I mean, assuming best intentions, that, that, that that's likely not on purpose, but it's, it's, it's a side effect of the uh, mm, looking at the raw, a raw simpler form of the problem and not necessarily seeing that, it, that by introducing more variables, by adding the, uh, um, a broad base of experience and human factors and data and testing, you can make a better thing. You can make that uh, product matter more to more people. And it means changing the definition of done and the, the, de the definition of like what's valuable about solving problems with code and data. And I totally have my biases there. I started programming, I think in second grade, many, many years ago. And learning the basic language on an Atari, uh, I think it was an Atari 400. And the other, other, I think it was, you know, and also in the library was an Atari 800 where those lucky kiddos got to type on an actual keyboard. And I was clicking, clicking on a plastic membrane to, to do things that were really basic um, uh, loops to essentially, well, not just, not to be punning about it, to say, you know, print a thing or ask for input and then print the input and, or ask for input and then do a loop where it just continues to print to screen, right? Um, that was cool, but my experience of learning it though, then you've got this too, guaranteed. You're a human being and you have human experience, you have user experience, and you have avenues and ways into seeing and valuing user experience and embracing a UX mindset and then carrying that into engineering. And I think the person who was teaching the group in this little room off to the side of the library in my elementary school knew that because when they were teaching, they, they, they didn't have us sit right at the computers. They said, okay, everyone turn around in their chair and turn around in your chair and, and all right, look at this. All right, what is this? And, and, and you know, um, he was holding a jar of peanut butter. We're like, oh, it's peanut butter. And then he has had a had a really wide butter knife. And he was like, oh, and we're all you know shouting. He's he's getting all this interactivity from us. And we're, and then of course he had a loaf of bread. And he said, okay, pretend I'm a computer, and program me to make a peanut butter sandwich. And of course we were like 
this is silly. You're silly. Ha ha ha. And he's, and he's like, no, serious. Like, tell me program. Tell me, give me a program to make a peanut butter sandwich. I'm a computer. Okay. So we said, well, it's easy. You're, you're silly. And this is funny. Put the peanut butter on the bread. I mean, of course. Right. And he's like, he, he was like, okay, uh, instruction accepted. And then he just turned around. He grabbed the bread and he grabbed the jar of peanut butter and he boom, put the peanut butter jar on the bread. He's like, computer program complete. And <laughs> we were just, you know, rolling because he's, he's, he was an engaging, funny instructor. And, um, and he's like, no, no, the computers are literal. So we need to really think about the steps and all. And he didn't have to teach us like that. He could have just taught, taught us syntax, but he made it fun. And that's a kind of a positive user experience. If you think about the purpose of the humans being there, why are they with your product? What matters to them? What makes their life better? And your product isn't going to solve everything in someone's life. But if you care about those people, you're, the presence of what you make will make their day better. And that's valuable. And that is, it's good for your, the business you work with. It's a solvable problem. It's not just, uh, it's not something that's like, well, we can just set that variable aside because it's, you know, it's too puzzling or expensive to, to investigate and know that we did something deterministic to reach. No, it's, it's, it's doable. And that's where, so user experience design incorporates a, a, a lot of different um, sort of um, borrows from a, a wide store of, of uh, human skills to help understand humans and do thoughtful things. And then know that maybe we're wrong in our assuming and we should verify this stuff. And so we get through a learning process and we gain confidence in what we're choosing to do. And that means we can include that in our decisions for the stuff we make as, as in our businesses and, and also how we make it as makers and engineers of all different kinds. So there you go. That was an exploration. I'm unpacking a lot of thoughts I have about user experience design. And I, because, okay, I'm Rob Stenzinger and I, my career in, um, in technology, it started out in the early days of the web and it started out there because I was making a video game with a few friends in kind of a, a very geeky fashion, garage bandy kind of thing. Instead of making music, we we're, you know, making code and a lot of art and, going through some, a lot of learning and doing, doing things, some things well, some things wrong and some things, uh, uh all over the place. But along the way, it, you know, we, we were gaining skills and we made a website and stuff like that. And we ended up all getting careers in te technology, but along the way, you, you know, whether I was focused more on, on more toward, um, coding at times in my career or, or, the uh, visual aspects of conveying an experience or the teaching of it, um, it all gravitated toward design for me because I thought, oh my gosh, human factors, understanding humans and whatnot. And this, it just 
fun experiences I had in, in early in my career learning from, um, uh, from seminars where folks were they were really good, but they weren't not quite as fun and funny as the as the uh, the the fellow who placed the peanut butter on the loaf of bread, but still pretty good. And you know, learning human factors early on, incorporating incorporating that in, and realizing that oh my gosh, we can make better things by understanding people better. And so I've just continued along this path and and had greater emphasis on on roles and leading uh, the the design aspect of technology and systems and tools and stuff like that. And that's, that's been sort of this progression for me. And along the way, I've seen so many teams and individuals and organizations go through the whole, um, ah, I'm skeptical. Is this going to be, you know, this, this user experience stuff? Uh, you know, I don't think that really has an impact or whatever. And, and I've seen a lot of folks go from skeptical to, to, um, um, I guess excited collaborators in in the in the whole process because it can be dis- demystified. It can um, make a difference, even for teams and how how you work and what your experience is like to make the things you make because that shows up in the product too. So, yeah, I just I just have a lot of affection for user experience design and I want to spread it and celebrate it and um, I think something that occurred to me that is so approachable is that just the mindset of saying the experience of the people we make this for matters opens up all kinds of great possibilities for making better, more meaningful things. And that really close at hand are tools and approaches and ways to invite other folks into the process and not saying that, well, now everyone needs to become an expert practitioner in all kinds of things in user experience design. No, not necessarily, but I bet you're going to pick up some useful things in, in being a skillful collaborator. And that is valuable, whether you're an engineer, business focused person, or, or a designer too. I will have an episode of this coming up where Honestly, we can we can advocate better as designers when we reconnect with that initial mindset. So there we go. There we go. And this is uh, this you know the Polytechnic Cast, which I produce a lot more of these in the month of November because I participate in a creative challenge called Art Sound Off, which I co-started with my friend Jersey Drozd, and. You know, it's it's mainly this celebrating journaling thing that you're you're a maker, you put stuff into the world. Chances are, if you look back and reflect and stuff, you're going to get a lot of insights. If you share that, if you choose to, you know, you can help other people too. You making your own journal is great. Choosing to share it, also great, but not necessarily, not, not you know, mandatory, right? Art Sound Off, it's... We, we do this to celebrate that the benefits of journaling. And I'm, ha- I happen to, to use this time to explore other stuff as well of saying, yeah, it's a great catalyst. So here we are. Hopefully uh, you got something out of this. I would love to hear from you if you have any comments or questions or thoughts about the, uh, this mini series about user experience mindset that I'll maybe turn into a workshop or something. We'll see. But um, it's, 
<laughs> uh, in this situation, you're the user. And if you have thoughts that you want to share with me, I would deeply appreciate that. And you can reach me on various social media platforms as Rob Stenzinger or um, via email for the best, you know, most robust set of options. You can say a lot more things and we chat, chat there. Um, I am Rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. And thank you very much for listening.